all of you in your consciousness or joining my consciousness, but and my spirit guides, um, we will touch on topics, everything from your humanity to your integration and in who you are as a universal being, a consciousness, a vibration, and everything in between. And so welcome. Today I will be talking about your voice. Now, before you um, click off or hang up, wait a second, <laughs> I am not talking about your voice in the typical form of finding your voice and using it with others. I am talking about your voice and your truth and you finding it for yourself because more often than not, when you tune into, really tune into your inner voice, I hope not, but unfortunately more often you will find that there is a critic, a judge and jury and mostly leaning towards the negative. And there is a lot of distortion because what that voice is carrying is not necessarily your truth or your voice or representing self-love. It is a voice that comes from your past. It comes from trauma. It comes from survival. And it also comes, unfortunately, for some, not all, from the voice of those who were supposed to assist you. And I put supposed to, in quotes, um, from being a child on up. And so I'm going to say almost, mm, I'm not even stretching it here, 95% of humanity is walking around listening to a recording within them that was placed there in their childhood or at school or it's very rare, but it happens that a human being, a human being does not experience um, someone else's projection onto them or um, as a child, their, whatever it is that they're dealing with, meaning the nucleus of the family, that, um, that there will be times where that child will experience fear or doubt or confusion, etc., and literally take on what is being shared and said, and especially if it happens at the very young age from like birth until, I know some people say three years old, I'm going to say up until seven years old, um, where those years are so important because they're creating a foundation of choice of clarity, of getting to know who you are, why you are that way, what your likes are, what your dislikes are, etc. And some people don't ever get a chance throughout their childhood to claim or even understand what their voice is, what they like, what they don't like, what they're still following the script that was projected onto them and they're carrying it with them into their adolescence, into their adult life, and not really knowing their own truth or 
again, feeling um, a connection to themselves. Because when you're in, let's say, let's call it survival mode. When you're in survival mode, you're unconsciously, your main goal, again, unconsciously, even as a child, is um, to survive and to feel safe. And so what you're not going to do on an unconscious level, especially if you're a child and you've grown up in an environment that is not just toxic, but um, you're not even allowed to speak and you're kind of like a heat-seeking missile for the adults around you. You don't know why. And until you go visit other friends and see how they live, that's when it smacks you in the face and you realize, Something is very different. But in either case, if you don't get a chance to feel safe, to find your own voice, to find your joy, or to find or to experience love, self-love, then you're going to be in survival mode. And um, more often than not, survival mode, even in adults, does not allow or create an environment to be creative or to try something um, that is not safe, to go out and um, even to think in terms of what is something that, let's say, you would want to do and experience, and I'm going to go for it. This would be, you know, a child and a teenager or an adult saying, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try this. It's scary. Well, the minute that Self, that uh, self-protection and, and survival aspect feels that scary part? Nope. More often than not, there'll be a contraction instead of a um, expansion. So if I'm talking to adults, and well, some children as well, that's what I do for a living, this, one of the first things I'll say is... Um, First, you need to give yourself a break. You need to stop looking at yourself and being so hard on yourself and carrying the burden of other people's lies and gossip and other people's projections onto you, whether it was in childhood or adulthood or both. You need to put that down and Stop trying to fix it or fix you or heal it, even when you are far past events that are traumatizing. That there is a voice, that's what we started with, and a truth within you that unless you take the time to get to know what that is, you will have on repeat uh, the truth or the non-truth, rather, um, of other people who have chosen to project onto you something that has nothing to do with you and they don't even know the totality or the wholeness of a situation, but they're still going to jump in. Um, And all of that matters when you don't have sure footing within yourself. But you will awaken through that process. And you will return to love yourself. And so, you know, for the people out there who have 
been through trauma or going through trauma right now, I am here to tell you, you can get through it, you will get through it, and you will not just survive, you will thrive. Why do I know that? Because I'm living proof that that is possible. And I, my humanity, and by the way, I don't care what title anyone carries. I don't care what company they own. I don't care what they say they do. They're still a human being, and they are here to grow, awakening matters, and to experience different aspects of them. So everybody has their own personal soul contract with being here. Once you get a title or once you are doing something, you can be absolutely extraordinarily excellent at it to the point where it brings you to your knees and you're humbled. Every day, that's me. But at the same time, it doesn't wipe out your humanity and the growing opportunities of what you're here to learn, remember, reclaim, and embody. And so that's also in part why I know if you are in trauma and you are or moving out of trauma, you, you've got this. You have got this. Why do I know that? Because you are still here, you are surviving it, and therefore within you, your soul, so let's talk about that for a minute, your soul is not attached to the outcome of your experiences. All your soul does, and it's magnificent, and I don't mean all in diminishing it, but all meaning the encompassing aspect of your soul is very much present for one reason only. Whether you feel your soul, whether you hear your soul, whether you don't, because in survival mode there isn't the often the um, vacation from it to be able to tune in to the soul, even though the soul is constantly talking to you, guiding you, and um, trying to help you to awaken and not make the same mistakes. Sometimes we hear it, sometimes we don't. But the soul is a pillar of unconditional love for you. Unconditional love for you. And I'll tell you something with great clarity and knowing. Once you get in touch with, oh my gosh, for the last five, three to five years, I have been beating myself up so badly as an example to you. Once you get that and you go, whoa, I'm going to return to love. What does that look like? Self-love. Or if you didn't ever work on that, it's a wonderful opportunity to begin. And that soul part of you is there to represent your connection and that it has never been severed. Let me break this down a little bit. So you have your mental body, your emotional body, and let's say there's so many parts to you, but let's say your soul body, just for explanation's sake. And your mental body is following the script so it can survive, believes it's still in survival mode. Your emotional body is like beating yourself up, like negative, critical, judgmental, bad, 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 bad. Then you start reaching out to other people. Um, or 
you go within and you shut down and you never leave the house. Either extreme represents that you are on the brink of change. Um, And so the opportunity is such that your soul represents the foundation of love and that you were never disconnected. And so you've got your emotional body following. It's like your emotional body is on a track, and it knows this track really well because it has been on it for most of your life, and you didn't realize it until later. And and you were so happy at one point in your life, you let your guard down, and then your life was destroyed as you knew it. You let your guard down, meaning you left self-preservation and protection and survival mode, and you moved into complete and utter joy and happiness beyond your wildest imagination. And then, beyond your wildest imagination, you never even imagined that it could all be taken from you. I mean, just wiped out. And so then, that's not only a huge trigger, but it triggers again. And so if you were... I'm saying this because if you are listening and you were, you're like, I was moving towards self-love. I was feeling good about myself. I was loving myself. I was feeling confident. I was this, I was that. And then the rug got pulled out from under me and I just don't have it to get up again. I get it. I totally hear you and bless you, bless you, bless you. But I say to you, one toe at a time, ankle at a time, heel at a time, knee, etc. the anatomy of getting up, you will get up again. And why do I know that? Because the connection to the foundation of unconditional love that is rooted within your soul will continue to be a guiding light. It will not turn off. And so you will desire to... At some point or another, your soul will get through to you all the layers of depression, all the layers of anxiety, all the layers of of um, sadness. Your soul will get to you in messages, either from the external world or your internal world. Little tiny messages, but that spark a different path for you. And then big, huge messages where you're like, Oh my gosh, I totally get it. Whoa. Um, and then when you get it, what's so beautiful is you rejoin the alignment of self-love that started a long time ago. And you don't start over. You just realign and connect in with the self-love that you had so strong at another time during your life and you continue from there. And it's very empowering. And you don't look to others. In fact, you want to be very mindful if you're looking at the beginning. um, I was talking to you about your voice and your truth, and we started talking about how it's so important to create your own language. Creating your own language replaces the language of self-hate, diminishment, distortion, whatever you're carrying. Finding your voice is not necessarily to represent it to others and make sure they're okay with it. Um, and that, that can happen, 
but you don't want to leave your new voice and your new choice and your language with yourself in somebody else's hands because after a while, they will make it their own and they will distort it and start sending it back to you in a way that has nothing to do with you and everything to do with what they're going through whether they're conscious of it or not. So loving yourself takes creating your own language and replacing the language of hate, either from you or at you or something you're carrying around. But that language is meant to replace. So, and this is the key, whenever you are having negative dialogue with yourself, Instead of investing and really leaning in and listening to that, let it be a reminder in that moment. So the negativity becomes a reminder to choose not, if, and if you don't know, to choose who you want to be in that moment instead of the patterns that you have experienced. So you have a freedom now and an empowerment to choose your own language with yourself. It's not even something you need to share with others. It's just an inner language with yourself, a a language where you are paying close attention. And I'll tell you something, when you do that, the frequency and the vibration and the electromagnetic fields and you even your cellular body start to pay attention. Because There's like a dormancy when it's a constant, repeated experience, so everything kind of gets doled down. And when you start to awaken and start to replace what has has always been or what was and wasn't and is again, um, with this renewed language, there's an excitement and a creativity and a desire to return to yourself, love yourself, and treat yourself with literally, externally, internally, in all their ways, be completely the version that you would like to attract in friends and in other forms that you become that version for yourself. You become the living embodiment of what was never offered to you but was always available to you within, within. There's an inner dialogue within your soul that is loving, that is kind, that is full of grace, that is um, full of wisdom, knowledge. And guess what? The great thing is all of that is in relationship to you. So knows you very, very well. So when you have forgotten a part of you or you have an experience that triggers you, I mean, you can be going along your merry way and you completely get triggered and disappointed by something and right there in that position, your emotional body is going, er, no, I'm going to lean back towards depression and all of that. Um, and that's okay because you can also lean the other way and choose. So your choice is your greatest freedom. And then when you choose it, everything within you and around you begins to change. Um, it's very empowering. And that's why I'm telling people today, I'm sure I've mentioned it before, <laughs> 
And I'm mentioning it again because it's so important. We are walking around carrying a script, if you will, from our past instead of replacing it with ourselves. It belongs to no one but you. And then what everybody said about you, what you have experienced in your life, if you've had trauma, if you've had whatever, if you've been persecuted, cancel culture, whatever it is, simply will no longer affect you. You will be standing in your light so strong and so clear that you will know that even in the time of your worst trauma, what was coming down on you was not about you or it's still not about you. It's about them with themselves and that you can only, let's say, dance with yourself and choose the steps in that moment. You can't change someone else's opinion of you. And if you do, great. Don't attach to it. Don't attach to anything other than your inner voice and choosing love for yourself. You know, I'm going to segue for a minute because a lot of people, um, I have been blessed with in my business, a lot of people may look at anybody, not just me, but other people around the world or in your neighbors or your community may look at people and go, oh my gosh, that person has it all together. They have never gone through anything. They haven't even been touched by what I've gone through or what I've endured. So I'm just going to share with you some experiences that imprinted on me um, and they're not to say, poor me, except, yeah, for my inner child when I was a baby or when I was, you know, 5, 7, 10, 11, you know, um, there's compassion from me towards that age and how and what was happening. So when you see somebody that's all put together and they may be at the head of a company, Look twice and never forget that person could be carrying so much pain that when they step into that suit or when they step into that office or when they step into their high rise, they're able to silence that voice and move into a script of control. But it does not mean that their pain is not present or that they have healed it. It means temporarily they're attracted to that place of power but it doesn't always translate into at the end of the day when he takes that suit off that he's healed. No, the, the, well, I hope so. But often the person who is in that position and seen by others, maybe even revered by others, um, is human. And the journey here is to love all of who you are all of who you are, to have compassion and love for everything you're going through, not just to celebrate the wins and the good times, etc., but to hold yourself as you would pray another would, but if there's no other, that you hold yourself in the hardest of times with the most compassion 
as you possibly can call forth. And that you do things in your external world that represent um, love, compassion, healing, that if there are people in your world, because once you start listening to your own voice and your own truth and who you are, you will absolutely not only be surprised, but joyful, but you will absolutely experience that the people that you had in your life in the past or what have you are not going to like your newfound freedom. Because why? Because you're not reacting. And so be mindful of that. Um, so for those who are returning, I thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. And for those who are tuning in for the first time, I'm going to share with you and thank you for being here. I'm so glad you're here. I am going to share with you um, why I can talk about trauma, why I can talk about, because I won't talk about anything ever in Awakening Matters that I have not lived and experienced. Um, and so I'm going to share with others that I have gone through that trauma and I have come out uh, the other side yet again. So. Um, as a young, very young child and baby, my mother would constantly say, we didn't know we were having twins. You weren't wanted. You ruined the family. So wear that for a minute. That was like from birth until, well, actually went way into my 30s. But, um, and I'm 57. Just had a birthday on the 25th. So, um so feeling that as a child, I just remember being in confusion. Why wouldn't you be? I just remember being confused and like, but why? Why? I mean, I was constantly internally, because you couldn't speak externally, thinking to myself, why? Why? And so, um, which often happens to those that are um, experiencing trauma. So, and then my father attacked me daily. He was verbally annihilating me at, from the age, I don't know, since I can remember, I want to say three onward. And then into my teens, he, I have mentioned this before on the show, but he would, oh, he would do so many things. Oh my gosh. But God bless his soul. He has passed. Um, he would, didn't always feel that way though. I am human. Don't discard your humanity because at some point in your life, you will simply be brought right back to it to do the work. If you're faking it till you make it, just get real with yourself because otherwise you will make it and then be brought right back to the work. And so you might as well be real with yourself and your, your, what you have survived, et cetera and the healing of it, and finding your voice, your language, and your truth. So he would do things like uh, we would walk home from school, and he would let everybody in and then close the door in my face, and then say to me, I don't like the way you're saying hi, and until I do, you won't be let in the house. And sometimes I would be out there until dinner time, at freezing, 
And again, asking why and, and asking where. Where are the people that are supposed to go, hey, that's not okay. Let that child in. They didn't show up, not physically anyway. Um, I love animals. And again, I think I was around the age, a young, young teenager. Was I even a teenager yet? I think 10. I, we had a puppy in the house. Well, my father used to torture the puppy and look at me because if that, and I used to say, no, do it to me, not to the animal as a child. Um, and he would laugh and he would hold a sharp steak knife to my neck and whisper to me and say, if that puppy pees again on the carpet, I'm going to slash its throat. So I'm sharing all this with you because the terror that goes through a child, a baby, a child, a teenager, because many more things happened and, um, you know, the whole family uh, took part. Um, my trauma was constant, daily. And again, everyone in the entire family and relatives from beyond, um, for some reason, took part in the free-for-all. I traveled to visit family in another country. I was by myself, and I shared with my aunt and my cousin what I was going through on a daily basis, and I was looking for help. And she called, without my knowing, she called my mother and father. They were shocked um, that I shared the truth, and they must have told her some horrific lies because... I was made to sleep on the floor and punished, et cetera, for traumatizing her daughter. And this was my aunt, my mother's sister, et cetera. And again, I'm laying there and I'm thinking, really? I mean, so, so what's fascinating to me is that we have a built-in system um, that we either experience, recognize, or not that is balanced. And even at a very young age, um, I mean, I even told school counselors, et cetera, nothing. Uh, they would call my father, and you, you can fill in the rest. Um, but the point of the matter is not poor me. Um, I, I appreciate any compassion or any energy, but the point is whatever trauma you're going through, here I am now in my adult life. I've gone through many traumas in my adult life as well. But there was a voice and a choice within me that has been constant. Now, does that give me extra leverage or give me extra something? No, it's intuition. We all have it. And when you tune into your own voice or you start trying to find your own voice, like you have a negative thought about yourself, you want to pause that and say, what would be the opposite of that? And then you want to start repeating that. You literally create new brain pathways for that language to exist, and it sends out endorphins, and it sends out electromagnetic fields, and it awakens. It awakens, and the more you replace 
something that actually isn't who you are, but other people can't really define you. They've heard a bunch of stuff. So, yeah, why not? We'll just stick her in that box because it's easier than getting to know or him or anyone than getting to know the real person. And I'll tell you right now, whether you have access to guides and angels or whether you had have or had something in you that was stronger than all um, the negativity, you are always, your body, your mind, and your spirit are always trying to calibrate to balance, to centering, and to a connection greater than. So, So even if you are mentally focused on something else, or you get triggered and all of it comes back, your mind, body, and spirit is always working on calibrating you and helping you find your way home. Now, what is home? Home is your voice, your language, how you treat yourself, how you want to be treated, that you treat yourself that way first and always, and that there you find that you never have to leave home because you have incorporated what you desire into your everyday life. I speak with clients all the time, and they'll say a relationship ended, and I felt like, what will they say? Um, they'll say, I felt like I was at home, and now I'm lost. And what I'll say to them is, when you were in that relationship, did you feel grand love? Were you like, did you feel this like incredible love with this person? And they were like, yes, I did. I did. And I say to them, and then when the relationship ended, it shut down. And they're like, yeah, it did. It did. And what I will say to them is, That love you felt, loving that other person, feeling connected to that other person, was you allowing the love energy that you have for yourself to come up and out and be expressed. That person did not supply you with your ability to open up and feel the magnitude of your capacity to love. It feels that way. That, that when you're in love with another person, that that other person is doing that for you, the truth is you are experiencing your own capacity to allow love to come forth, and you're sharing it with another person, but you are also allowing yourself to experience a version of you. And so what's beautiful about that is you have access to that. So if you call forth, if you can't call it forth now, if you call it forth from a memory of when you felt so full of love and you felt like anything was possible and the sky's the limit, et cetera, and you call that feeling up just when you were feeling that, not related to relationship, not related to the end of a relationship, but the feeling of self-love which is what you were feeling, and call it forth into your present life, don't take my word for it. Just try it on and make it your own. Call it forth. The energies, remember, they're present. They never left. And they were were experiences 
that you had of love so big because that's your capacity to love yourself. Of course, another as well, but it's not based only on a relationship with another. And I tell you that because life is all things. It is one moment being incredibly in love, and then the next moment, everything being pulled out from under you, and then the next minute, finding yourself again and feeling like the sky's the limit. Oh, my gosh, I forgot, but I found myself again, etc. I mean, it is a roller coaster. It is um, growth, awakening. They say they, who's they? I don't know, but people say that change equals awakening and that awakening equals change. And I'm sure there are many other things out there that don't come to mind right now, but the awakening is in returning to yourself. You never lost yourself. You haven't lost your home. I mean, your inner home. God bless you. And I mean if you lost your external home, but your inner home is still present and will never leave you. The other thing I recognize and realize is that often when we have problems, we all have problems. I don't care who you are, what age you are, we all have problems if you are in your humanity. And it's just normal. Do you have to have problems? No. Is it Normal to have areas of growth? Yeah. However, what I realized is the more I focused on the problem, the bigger the problem became, not necessarily just externally, but internally. So the more you try and fix the problem, sometimes, not always, the more you grow it, expand it, give life to it, breathe into it. And so the more you go within and you don't focus on the problem, you focus on a new language that represents maybe you without the problem or represents you just choosing freedom and not fueling the problem, not always, but sometimes that will diminish the problem or the issue's strength or you might feel like it's stronger than you, bigger than you, etc., and by you connecting with your inner strength and the fact that you are universal, you are consciousness embodied, that when you remember that, you feel so much bigger than all the problems that literally were so heavy you could barely get out of bed in the morning. But when you remember that you are as big as the universe and that you are loved, and that you are love, you can stop focusing on trying to fix something. And again, not everything. You choose that in your free will. And you can experience a tremendous amount of change. So I will say to you that I'm not saying by any means that your trauma doesn't matter. I'm actually saying the opposite. I'm saying your trauma matters. Asking for help matters. Um, Loving yourself matters. And all of that is part of awakening. 
and that not being so hard on yourself, not judging yourself or hating yourself um, or joining the ridiculous negative dialogue of those who feel a false sense of empowerment, putting someone else down versus dealing with their own limitations or beliefs of their own limitations. And I'm going to go back to where I started. It's finding your voice and your truth. So tune in at least once a day if you want. Do some deep breathing and focus on asking yourself questions if you need to. What do I think about myself? Oh, wow. Okay. That's illuminating if it's negative or if it's, if it's not true to who you know that you are also capable of being. And does it have the voice of others in your definition? And if it does, then you need to give that definition back to those people, say bye-bye to them, because they're not holding you the way they even want to be held. They're holding you in um, as a dartboard and in negativity so that they can just use it because you're available. But when you start to claim your truth, your voice, and using your language with yourself, which is hopefully a love-based language, hopefully you don't replace a negative external language with your own negative language, but recognize that your negative language, whether it was somebody else's projected onto you or it's your own and maybe a combination of both, that it's time for you to experience. You don't have to commit to it. Try it on. Time for you to experience positivity, joy, and not being so hard on yourself because then you start recognizing, oh, my God, I am the most extraordinary person I have ever known. You start looking at your life through the eyes of your own experience, you will come to that conclusion because it's something everybody should feel about themselves. But it goes from a feeling to a knowing, and it's a knowing that no one can take away from you ever again because you're wide awake and you've learned from the experience of, of the past. So you'll never put yourself in the same position again, hopefully. But if you do, you'll love yourself through that. So you see, it's a cycle, a circle, if you will, a roller coaster, whatever resonates you to call it, name it, claim it. And then spend very little time doing that. And then a bunch of time going, my gosh, I shouldn't even exist right now. But I do because I am the most extraordinary, most supported and loved by the universe and by myself, human being that is ever, that I have ever known. And so when you get to that place and you're not just, well, I, you can't really say, I guess you can say that about yourself and not believe it, but when you get to that place and you're saying it from a place of awe and you're saying it from a place of 
remembering and becoming a member once again of your own support group, then you're truly home. And your compassion for others who are struggling is even bigger. And your desire to celebrate who you are because you've lost so much time and energy focusing on listening to falsehood about who you are when you are not those things. And then you get to a point, quite honestly, where you realize it doesn't matter anymore who, got, who gets me, who understands me, who thinks they know me. They don't. I know myself, and that is enough. And that is enough. And there's a fullness there that cannot be taken away because it's you with yourself. And there's also a peace and a sense of um, balance there that wasn't there before. And so I say to you, um, I made a huge list of all the trauma traumas I went through, and, and just reading some of them, I'm like, just know that it doesn't matter how many traumas you've been through. It doesn't matter what those traumas were. They matter very much, but it doesn't matter in comparison to somebody else. It doesn't matter. Everybody's worst time is their worst time. Everybody's worst trauma is their worst trauma. Unfortunately, if you are experiencing cancel culture or if you're experiencing being judged and misjudged and um, it's constant, it's almost like the world's way of saying to you, hey, if you don't put your voice and your choice and your language into your own life, somebody else will be happy to do it for you. In fact, a group of people will. And then they'll blame you for the rest of their lives until they pass on and realize, oh, whoa. But wake up and know you've got this. There is nothing, nothing and I can go through this list. You guys want to go for me to go through this list? You guys um, write to me. Uh, what's my email address? Hmm. CYNS999 at gmail.com. Write to me about what you want me to talk about. You write to me about what you want me to share on my shows, and if you want me to share all the trauma that I've experienced, I'll do it. I'll absolutely do it, and I will do it wrapped with so much love for me and for you that by the end of that list, it will be dissolved. And does that mean internally that your heart or your emotional or mental body doesn't remember doesn't matter, et cetera. Never. No. I can only speak for myself and say I remember each and every trauma. Um, there were very few times that there wasn't trauma going on. And so, but my sanctuary was and continues to be my spiritual world and my guides and my hall of records, my soul contracts and the work I do with myself 
to stay awakened or to become awakened again. And even when I listen to my line of work, I do readings and healings and all kinds of things for other people, I'm in awe because I receive so much information from the spirit world, from other people's guides, that reminds me and awakens me and continues my work um, with my humanity. But if you are human, again, I don't care who you are, what your title is, you are growing. And if you're not doing it consciously and because you want to, then you might get um, awakened through another form. So maybe do some conscious dialogue with yourself about awakening, about finding your voice, your truth, and that it matters, and you'll find... I'm not telling you by any means. Yeah, know your truth and your language, and the rest of your life will be cool. You'll never go through trauma again. No, I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying know your language and know your truth and know yourself enough to know that no matter what happens, good or uncomfortable, you will stay connected to your heart, your self-love, and the foundation of balance. So, I thank you for listening and joining me. I love you, and I hold for you the strongest light and the greatest celebration in knowing that the end of all of these journeys that we call human being in a journey is I have been there. I've died four times and come back. It is extraordinary. So know that you don't have to fear the quote-unquote end, but why not celebrate while you're here? So much love to you, and I will say bye for now, and I will talk with you in two weeks.